forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show, with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! All right. AP Mike's giving me the high. Do I have the high sign? I do. Okay. Now I'm going to go to the hotline. I'm being told we have a superstar on the hotline is what I'm being told. Hello? Is this Jack Black? Hi, I'm on the hotline. You're on the hotline. Yeah. We have Jack Black uh, on the best show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for doing this. I'm already starting to sweat. Don't sweat. This is the easiest thing you'll ever do in your life. Oh, I know. Don't worry. I, it was. Uh, I was just saying because it was a hotline. Uh, oh, because we're it's off a... to a glorious start. <laughs> Here we go. The bar has been set. This bar can be. Well, I guess it, it depends if it's like limbo. If it's limbo, the bar's high, because then we can just walk right under. It's going to be all puns all the time. Okay, that's my, well, that's my goal. All right, we'll keep it wide open for the. It's a pun. The pun-free zone is now. We're we're disabling that. It is now. <laughs> it is now a pun. A pun-friendly zone here. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be. Oh no, we're you're really racking them up here. This. Is, I think you got four on the you books already. I was joking. You weren't okay. I'm gonna somebody Listen, keep track. You got a great show, but what you're missing is puns. What I'm missing is the... okay. I'm always looking to improve things around here. Get some yeah. pun, some puns. You're, you're uh, yeah. The pun contingency contingency is spoken. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll we'll. Uh, I'm gonna keep track on how many you drop on us tonight. And then maybe we'll soften. Okay. I'll soften the stance on puns in general. So I'm going to give myself two puns so far. Okay, you've got two solid puns. No, it's probably just a pun and a half. Okay, now you've got me wondering if that was a pun somehow, saying it's a pun and a half. No, it wasn't. Okay, but there may be some. Uh, yeah, there could be some unintentional puns. Okay, that's usually my way. All right. People are saying, somebody just said on the, our, the chat for this show that you're the punniest man alive. So I'm going to... Boom. See? You're, you're, the, the virus is spreading now. It's like, it's like contagion. Now, you're getting Did it I out there. Splash. <laughs> How now, are you, Tom? I'm good. How are you? Do, you? do you know that I also am a Tom? I did know that. You did know. You already knew that we were brothers and Tom. I and did. Th- are you actually a Thomas? I am, yes. As am I, my good friend. It's a, As am I. It's a, good, it's a good name that is, like, not overdone. It's not, it's not yeah. Stephen or William. It's that nice, no. that nice next level of... Well, not um, lately. There's not a lot of Thomases out there lately. Yeah. Well, it's so, definitely been overrun by, uh, yeah, uh, Michaels and Jonathans are definitely <laughs> have taken the lead. But, but so, you know, so what? What made the change? I'm bringing what? Thomas back. I, I named one of my boys Thomas. Nice. 
And what that was a that was a uh, uh, to make a you needed to make a splash. So Jack, Jack fit the bill. Yeah, you know it was a nickname. I have my middle name is Jacob. Mm-hmm. So I they they I know it should be Jake Black would be my nickname. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to take full credit for the Jack Black uh, stage name. Okay, or it could have been. There it is. You could have ended up as TJ Black. Um. Yeah. What's your middle name, if you don't mind my asking? It's also a J. It is a John. It's Hello, John. TJ Sharpling. How about that? We could bring TJs the whole in the house tonight. The, the two TJs. We could have a show over it. Where would that be? Largo. The two TJs. Yeah. Hey, are you local? Are you here in Los Angeles no. as well? I just was. I was just. I just came back. I'm in New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey. Yeah, but you know your LA. You know. You know your hot spots. Oh, don't I ever? Largo. Whether it's Paquito I've Moss. Got a, I've got a long history with that Largo Club. I know. You. That was uh, where you cut your teeth. That's right. That's where we. That's where me and Kyle got our start. Yeah. Early tenacious DJs. And that's back when oh, it was... Oh, praise to the, the Flanny, yeah. the legendary owner of... of uh, uh-oh, my boys are coming. Uh-oh. Boys, Daddy's on a very important call right now. You go play in the tent. <laughs> in the tent? There's an outer shell door right where Sammy is. If you unzip it, you should be able to get in. <laughs> I still haven't completed level seven and eight. Okay. I'm, I'm doing a dry run. We're okay. going camping this weekend. Okay. Right? And I wanted to do a dry run on the tent on the lawn. You're getting the kids which ready? Is going golden as we speak. Yeah. I don't have. Listen, I'm catching lots of crap for the green lawn. Uh-huh. Trust me. I understand. I've stopped the water usage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now. How's it going in New Jersey? How, do you guys have a water in New Jersey? We have plenty of water here. It rains every. It's been a relatively decent summer, but there's there's plenty of water here. We we're not worried about that. But Maybe that could be the answer if we put a pipeline, just crisscross across the United States from Jersey straight to California. Yeah, problem solved. I'm I I'm a, look. I would go. Uh, you can have some of our water because look, you go to a place, you go to eat, and then they just don't. You have to ask for the water. Look, admittedly, that's not the hardest thing in the world to ask for a glass of water yeah. at a restaurant, but I'm fragile. But if you have a green lawn, people look at you with a raised eyebrow and a, oh, really? You what? need a green lawn, do you? Yeah. Good for you, yeah. green green guy. AstroTurf might make a comeback. It's funny you say that. That is exactly what we're going to do. We're gonna we're getting some uh, some really good astro turf. It's uh, it's called kick ass turf. <laughs> and everybody's gonna start. I'm gonna count that as a third pun. I'm gonna okay. Mark that down, Mike. Mike's my associate producer here on the show. He's been here for eight years, Mike. Ten. Oh God, it's been ten already. Oh man. Yeah. Now you, sir. Ten of how many? How many years were you doing it before Mike came around? Oh, I don't know. We've been doing the show. We did. We're like this is the fifth. We're the fourteenth year of it. Fifteenth year. 
Damn. I know. It goes on and on. It just doesn't stop. It becomes like your life's calling. You know what you know what it's like when you have a thing. Wait a second. So you've been going basically since the year two thousand. That's when you decided. Yes. Yeah. When the world didn't explode, you said, Wait. It's we there's there we there's still hope. Let's do this, yes. Oh no, this is this has been Y two K was the end and then you were like, No, it's not the end. No. Time for Tom Sharpling's show. Something's gonna. We're gonna give birth to something now out of the the, out of out of what could have been the the apocalypse of uh, technology. It would have just been. We're more gonna like, give birth to the best show in the world. Yeah, it would have just been talking around a campfire if Y two K came was it to fruition. The best, the best show back then. It was yes, and it was done as kind of like a thing where it was a uh, a. Uh, uh, it was supposed to be funny because it, I had no right to call it that. Did you loosely base it on, uh, this is going to sound narcissistic, Tenacious D's The Greatest Song in the World tribute? No, we were on our own thing with that. Uh, but that was... Uh, you were on was, your own narcissistic was, trip. Yes, exactly. The best. Narcissistic parallel right. thinking. You know, it. Uh, our, our first album came out around that time. Yeah. So I guess we were kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah, I saw you. Uh, when you were a kid, were you obsessed with like the best things and like the the, the speed of light and the fastest things? Was I? I don't think so. I think I was probably pretty uh, not like I, I was not a Kiss fan when I was a kid because they were always saying they were the best. I think I was intimidated by anybody who said they were the best. And then maybe as an adult, I was like, fine, I got to start saying I'm the best. At some point, yeah. So then I started. It, it, it works. Um, but what what's your favorite animal, if you don't mind my asking? I go probably just straight up dogs. Just straight up dog? Yeah, that's cool. It's the animal that's trustworthy. I'd, yeah, I'd want to hang out with the dog. I like I like I like petting them. I like watching them in in internet videos. I think it would just be dog. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah, complicate no, the matter. No, you're right. They're cuter and funnier than the rest. How about you? But uh, I go straight up cheetah. A chimps. So, so you go, you're going um, you're you're kind of uh, putting the rocket boosters on, on on. Uh, yeah, a, it's like a dog with rocket boosters on it. You can't trust a cheetah. Uh-huh. But man, I sure are badass. Yeah. Have you ever seen a cheetah in real life? The fastest. No, I have not been on safari. Hmm. Would you ever go on safari? What's the craziest vacation you've been on, Jack? Um, you know, I don't really vacation well, truth be told. Uh, when I get to the vacation spot, I immediately start having some anxiety attacks and thinking, my life is almost over. Why am I wasting it trying to relax? Mm-hmm. When, when do I get home yeah. to where I can start getting some, something useful done? Yeah, there's work to I've be done. I've got some projects that I should be working on. Yeah. Yeah. I just admit, as soon as I'm out on one of these like relaxation trips, I, I start freaking out about. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> that was my boy, Tommy. How old is he? He is seven. Wow, that's awesome. He's he's, he's he is seven. They're gonna be. That's, uh, yeah, that's Tommy. That's Tommy Black Jr. Good. He's he's bringing the. Uh, he's got the rocket boosters on tonight. Yes, he does. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely, he usually does. So, uh, 
So you're working, you're working like crazy now on stuff. Like you're doing the, the brink you're doing. Well, if you look at my Google calendar, mm-hmm. you would say, dude, you need to take a rest. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a coronary. Yeah. All right. There, there, I need, I need a couple, three days in my Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I'm going to make it. If I can just make it through next, next, uh, Next couple months, I'm going to have a little, I see some sunshine on the other end. Okay, that's good. But yeah, like you say, you got the TV show over there. Yeah. Uh, on HBO, that, that uh, political uh, comedy thriller. Yeah. The, the Brink. brink. Yeah, because we're on the brink of a third world war. That's what the, that's in reference to. Yeah. It, Doesn't uh... that sound funny? It, it, uh, I did get that, that, uh, that one I did get the idea of that. It was, that's what I didn't get that. I didn't get it until like the third episode when we were shooting. I was like, what is the brink? Anyway. Oh, (laughs) I get it. The red button. Yeah. It, uh, it's like um, the thing that's on the crew gift, the finger going down the, what was the crew gift for that? Satin jackets. You ever see those? Isn't that funny when you see people walking around Los Angeles with like, like a backdraft satin jacket, and then you're just like, "Yeah, man, that dude worked on backdraft." You know they worked on it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be well, like those. Those projects always have like a crew of thousands, so yeah. you'll you'll actually see a few of those. Yeah, or you like, could see two two backdraft jackets in one day would not be a total shocker. <laughs> but um, am I a bad person if I can't remember the brink? crew gift no i feel like it it might have been a satin jacket uh-huh well i guess season... i might have one of those hanging in my closet but you it's can't bad wear look. i feel like it's a bad look for me to wear yeah the brink gear yeah it's out and about on a on a sunday afternoon it seems like the crew can do it and yeah. the director can do it on set when it's like Ron Howard wearing like an Apollo 13 hat. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no one judges him for that. No, like I can buy him with an Apollo 13 hat on as he's directing Apollo 13. But it, but otherwise, it's like you don't go to go see a concert wearing the band you're going to see their shirt. It's like, of course, you're a fan of the band. You you bought a ticket to it. You don't have to prove it. It would be pretty bold, though, if you went to see Rush mm-hmm. and Getty Lee was just rocking the Rush T-shirt, <laughs> like one size too small. <laughs> like, and yeah, I'm well, in this band and I'm rocking you. Yeah, from like a shirt from like four tours ago. Like he's just wearing like the overstock. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing the retro. Remember these, these days, guys? And everyone in the audience would remember. Or he could wear it. You and know, then... I bring that up because I just recently saw the Farewell concert, uh, Rush's Farewell show. Uh-huh. How was that? How was it's long? It's a big deal because yeah. it's, it's not the Farewell Tour. It's the last show of the Farewell Tour. So I feel like maybe special because of that. Yeah. So they're done now? They're not done. They can't be done. You they can't... said they were done. You can't keep Neil Pert down with that giant drum set and that beanie. What's he going to do with the beanie? He's got to wear the... He can't wear that beanie on his motorcycle. 
They'll fly yeah. off. Oh no! Well, underneath the helmet. I guess. I, yeah, sure. So, but, so if you're like at like a rest stop, and then a motorcycle pulls in, helmet comes off, and you see a guy wearing a beanie, you're just like, well, I, there's a good chance that's Neil Pert. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, the beanie stays in the helmet like a sock <laughs> stuck in a shoe. Uh-huh. But um, I'm going to say, I believe them. Mm-hmm. That they are not going to play any more shows together, unless until hell freezes over. Sure, it's just hard. Remember man. that when the Eagles came back? Yeah, when hell they... froze over to her. Yeah, because they were just cause, yeah because they all beat everybody over the well, head. It was the famous yeah yeah. There's a point though where people are like, it's like hell didn't freeze over you. Dudes just decided you would like to have a hundred million more dollars in the bank. It's it's not that hell froze over. Can you believe the end of yeah. times are upon us? It's like, well, no, you guys. Somebody slid a a number in front of you, and you were just like, yeah, I I think we're gonna be. I think the Eagles are back. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was all that it was. And I don't really know. But the mythology. I don't know, did you watch the Eagles documentary? Oh, I watched it twice, both parts. And did they not cover the Hell Freezes Over oh, chapter of boy. their? Uh... Boy, did they! They did a thing with that documentary where it's three hours long, and the first ninety minutes covers yeah. the original run of the Eagles, and then that's all I saw. Yeah. I just saw that. But they give the other, the current version, equal time. Where it's like you yeah. guys might have uh, this could have been staggered out a little different. I think you could have you could have wrapped up this hell freezes over part in a good twenty minutes. Could have gotten the job done for that, but they gave it a full ninety minutes. Hell freezes um, over. So my whole takeaway from the first half of that doc was that Joe Walsh is the one that I most want to hang out with and most want to be like, if I, if I was going to pick you get, you know, everyone gets to be one of the Eagles. I would go directly to Joe Walsh and say, I want to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh do you, do you feel the same? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, look, he was in James gang. He was, so that's some of the, yeah. the he had the tastiest riffs. Yeah. It's on walk away. That's like, it's like you will go to YouTube. Everybody should go to YouTube. You type in James Gang, walk away. And this thing, it's like the heaviest oh thing you ever God. saw. It's like a three-piece. They were like a heavy-duty three-piece power trio. And he's just like. Well, it's like Nirvana. He was like Kurt Cobain. I feel like Cobain might have might have lifted a couple of his moves off of him, actually. I would, I, I would not disagree with that. That's a great, that's that makes yeah. a lot of sense. But, uh, that kind of rocking back and forth stance that he has, yeah, it's so badass and satisfying. And then he watch. had all the, then he had his fun, his his kind of like funny solo stuff too with, uh, yeah, like. Uh, but then he had the song on the Warriors soundtrack, right in the city. Remember I that? I don't remember that one. That's the one that the Warriors. I need to go back and. The Warriors were stomping around New York listening to Joe Walsh. Who knew that? Yeah. Think about it. It's like it's gangs of <laughs> these roving gangs of hoodlums. And what are they listening to? A Joe Walsh song. That's their theme. Yeah. Not that baseball gang, though. They only listen to Kiss. 
<laughs> and watch baseball. Yeah, the baseball furies. <laughs> that, that movie is ridiculous. If you watch that movie again, it is... No, it's been a long oh, time. You but should, I did enjoy it. It's 78. Oh, it's the, be- it's the best, but you realize that all the Warriors would have to have done would have been to have stolen a car at any point yeah. on their thing, and none of this would be happening to them. If they weren't so big on public transportation, they could have just... They were doing every other crime. They could have just broken a car, broken into a car, and just driven back to Coney Island. That was one of those movies where I think they just they just plugged in. They took they took the Wizard of Oz and then just plugged in uh, 1970s street gangs. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they were just following the yellow brick road, basically. That's yeah. I guess that's all. They're just kind of they're on a on whatever journey they're on. What it's also like any of the look. I'm not smart. I went to a community college. I can't make references to the Odyssey and things like that. But I just kind of like... Me neither. I just bluff my way through them like, oh, yes, that's like the Odyssey. Anybody who goes from one place to the other, I just go, yeah, that's like the Odyssey. <laughs> Homer. Dude, is that, where, is that where the Wizard of Oz stole all of their stuff from? I'm they just stole gonna, it from the Odyssey. I'm just going to say yes to that. Or I'll just say, like, <laughs> I, just, I just know what the reference is, and I'll just go... Ah, that's like uh, like uh, Heart of Darkness, like Joseph Campbell, Heart of Darkness. And it's like, well, did you yeah. ever read Heart of Darkness? Like, oh, no, I read one page of Heart of Darkness, and I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> I know. I keep on trying to start reading that. I, I've read, like, the first ten pages of Heart of Darkness. Yeah. Then I end like, a hundred times. Yeah. Then I end up just reading a book about the making of Back to the Future. I just want to skip ahead to the part where Marlon Brando swallows a bug. Yeah, in the I don't know if that's in the I don't know in the original book. If it's in the source material, I don't know if if him saying I swallowed a bug that Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Did you ever hear about that teaching, (laughs) that, that class that he taught that Marlon Brando late in life was filming these acting classes? And yeah. Oh, I would love to see. Look, you're a, you're a connected guy. You can you can maybe get your hands yeah. on that, right? I mean that that tape, the the film of that class mm-hmm. is in the same safe as Jerry Lewis's "The Day the Clown Cried." Yeah, it's something you're you're not gonna ever see. Yeah, but they just said though that in ten years, "The Day the Clown Cried." I think they found a print of it that'll come out in ten years. 
and wait, then according to wait, Jerry's okay with that. I don't know if Jerry has any say in it. I think it was like the Library of Congress had it or something, and I think they they just were. I, oh I don't God. know. That's what I I just read that a few it, days ago. Legally, they have to release it. I think they so. Have to see his stinkiest movie of all time. Yeah, and and Jerry will be rough. Jerry will be coming up on a hundred at that point. He's the only one of those dudes who's still alive from, who who saw that. If you think about it, he was like friends with like Ch- hope- Chaplin and all those guys. And no, he wasn't friends with Chaplin. Oh, he he definitely he was. He definitely he was definitely he? was. Yeah, and he was. He's well, like I mean, he's like the only connection was, to all was, that showbiz. I mean, yeah, I just think of him as like one of those dudes. I guess it was his partner that was in the Rat Pack. Mm-hmm. But he he's like an honorary Rat Packer, kind of. No, I think they might have. They it seems they like, never let him into no, the Rat Pack no, parties. There was a lot of eye rolling when he that came around. Clown, get the fuck out of here! But um, he was—he's of that era. I don't yeah. think of him as a Charlie Chaplin dude. No, but I Chaplin think... must have been just old as the hills when Jerry came a knocking. Yeah, but Jerry was still studying at his feet. I think Jerry would sit down and, and try to pick his brain for the for wisdom. Yeah, so. but you look around, you still see there's still people of that era, but only a small handful, like mm-hmm. the World War II vets. Yeah. There's still a couple. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, Shirley MacLaine, she was there. Mm-hmm. She remembers Hollywood the way it was meant to be remembered. Yeah. Not this bullshit now. This isn't Hollywood. You think this is mm-hmm. something? This yeah. is nothing, Jack. Yeah. It's not like you go to get your face painted on the wall at the Palm, right? The palm, they get the caricature exactly. of you on the wall. I don't think I got one. You That's just missed than it. a Hollywood star, though. It's true. If you get your face on that lobster wall, you're golden. You just missed it. You you now could get your picture on the, the, the norms on the wall, right? On La Cienega. Is norms doing it? Yeah. Or maybe they if, might do uh, it for well, you, we'll though. We'll see how Goosebumps does. We'll see how Goosebumps. You have Goosebumps. Kung Fu Panda 3 just pushes me over the edge. I'll be up on the Norm's wall. When's, when's Goosebumps come out? Goosebumps comes out, uh, uh, when do you think? Halloween. How, oh, that makes sense. When else? Yeah. Yeah. And and Kung Fu Panda's going to come out uh, on Christmas. Nope. Because of Star Wars, we moved it to January. Just as good. That's Just fun. as good. Well, yeah. Look, it does. Oh, look. The kids don't know the difference between December and January. The kids don't care. No, they just want to when see it the... comes. They don't like. I want to see that now. They just want to see uh, the panda Poe with the pandas back again. That's what they want to see. Yeah. So with the brink, yeah. talk about heroes. Yeah. You started with with uh, Tim Robbins when you were just a, you know, a a boy when you started with in Bob Roberts. Now you're like, hey, you what's, know, that, what's that like? Well, it started even before that, if you must know, when I was like, I think I was 12, and I went on an audition for a play because I wanted to be a real actor when I was that young. And uh, and he was just graduating from UCLA, mm-hmm. and he was p- directing a play that I jumped in. So I actually, me and Tim go back to the uh, to the early 80s, believe it or not. That's crazy because he was, he was, uh, he was still not the Tim Robbins that be, that w- everybody knows as Tim Robbins yet. But he was he had well, a head start had, on you. He though. was to me. Yeah, 
you had already been on an episode of The Love Boat. I don't know if he had already done Howard the Duck, but he'd done enough things where I was like, this dude is famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I remember just thinking he was a god, not just because of the things that I, he had done on television and film, but just because, like, he was listening to music that I didn't understand. Like, I have a very vivid memory of him, of him blasting, uh, uh, what, what call it? The, uh, uh, talking heads. Sure. I just thought he was the Bodhisattva. Yeah. Cause you're, now you're just like, you're just, you're trying to, you're, you're probably a sponge at that point looking for, cause somebody to take you to the, to the next place. I did. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't until, uh, about, uh, yeah, 10 years later that, uh, that, uh, things really kicked it mm-hmm. into overdraft because mm-hmm. I, then I joined the actors gang theater after I dropped out of college and, uh, and then he directed his first film, Bob Roberts. And that's when I got my first movie was, uh, off of, off of that. Yeah. Yeah. I started at the in that. Yeah, and you did also did that other movie with him, which nobody talks about. The, uh, the Cradle yeah. Will Rock. That's right. And I also had a little part in Dead Man Walking. I've been in all the movies he's directed, all mm-hmm. three movies he's directed. But yeah, Cradle Will Rock. That was a big sprawling epic about the olden days with mm-hmm. Orson Welles, and it was actually a cool historical movie. Yeah. Nobody Pretty talks bad. about that movie. It's crazy. How come people? How come there's a conspiracy not to talk about Tim Robbins' epic movie Cradle Will Rock? I don't know. I think we might be turning the tide right now on it, though. You know what other movie? I heard Leonardo DiCaprio adores the film. Really? It's yeah, a, it's a good maybe movie. Talk about that. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember liking it a lot. Um, you were yeah. also in Mars Attacks when you were. Uh, that's true. Which is one of my favorite movies. I remember seeing that in, in the my theater. in my early days. Yeah. yeah, Tim Burton gave me the nod, gave me a little bone. Yeah, and I, you know, what he somebody said once uh, that Tim Burton said once in a, in, a, in a thing interview where he was like, "There's a," uh, he was watching like he has like a cut of the movie with no Martians in it, like no CGI in it. <laughs> I would want to mm-hmm. see that. Could you imagine? What that must look like? Everybody just <laughs> acting against nothing. That'd be the that'd be the greatest movie. That would be a fun thing to release. Oh, just what? one night only. <laughs> just one night. Seriously, one night. Hundred dollars a ticket. It's a hundred dollars a ticket. You get to watch Jack Nicholson act again, like arguing with a nothing. Like he's just yelling at <laughs> nothing in front of him. You're running through a. Battlefield getting shot at by nothing. Everybody's fighting. Jim Brown is fighting nothing out on a race. Just punch in the air out on the out on the tarmac. It's just called attacks. <laughs> yes, just attacks. That would be. Oh my God! Look after you spring the uh, the Brando tape. Yeah. Then you're gonna have to spring this. Uh, this CGI-free version of Mars Attacks. So you have your work cut out for you. I do wish I could take a go in a time capsule and get into that acting class, though. Because oh. I do think Marlon Brando 
is the greatest actor of all time. Yeah. And that's, the, yeah, that would be, that would, just to have him just talking about acting. And then that dude who did uh, American History X showed up dressed like Osama bin Laden at one of the things. Did that go down? Yeah. Tony no K. Yeah, crazy. He like just showed up. It was, and it was like it was like three weeks after 9-11. This guy's shown up dressed like Osama bin Laden to an acting class to freak everybody out. Whoa. And I think Brand, Brando bounced him uh, from the session. I'm telling you, I got to get my Sean hands. I heard Sean Penn would wander into those sessions, too. Oh. I mean... The thing here's what proves it though that Marlon Brando is the best actor of all time. Yeah. If you look at films before Marlon Brando started acting, mm-hmm. like before his uh, Streetcar or whatever the first movie he ever did was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the acting was uh, kind of affected. It had that that certain kind of cheese. See, they didn't all sound exactly like that, but they all had that. That's sort of like... Um, it's like radio. They were talking like they were on radio, almost. Exactly. There was just the, the, No one was really real until Brando hit the scene. And then it was like, holy crap, that guy's not even acting. He's just a real guy. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Seems like, like an, a crazy, weird yeah. acting revolution. Yeah. Seems like an uncaged gorilla. Was caused. All of a sudden. Like, and then after... After he started, yeah. everyone started getting real. You know what I mean? There was the before and after effect of his realness. Well, that's what it's like to change. That's what it's like to change the world. You know? That's what it's like. That's what happened you, after the best show. You know what it's no like. You look in the, the mirror. You know the. You know what it's like to see that looking back at you. <laughs> so. So what's Tenacious D? What's what is the 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 stat, status of Tenacious D? Well, you know, we put on a uh, a comedy music festival once a year now. Yeah. So we're trying to pull a, like a a Perry Farrell and start our own uh, comedy palooza, mm-hmm. if you will. Sure. But it's called Festival Supreme. Mm-hmm. So we're keeping busy with that. It's kind of actually getting in the way of uh, our next album because all of our thoughts and dreams and aspirations and and brain matter goes towards this fucking festival. Yeah. Which I love to do, by the way. I love to do it. It's uh-huh. a party, and you, you, you work on it all year, and then there's just an explosive, like, day of uh, reckoning. Yeah, yeah. But oh, um, it all comes down like that morning you wake up and you're looking in the mirror. You're like, yeah. well, the next time I my head hits a pillow, this went down already. Right. Exactly. That feeling when it's you're just gigantic. like, this is the last morning I wake up before doing the Festival Supreme. Next time I go to bed, it's in the <laughs> rearview mirror. Exactly. And it's coming soon. It's October 10th. That's going to be. But, um, yeah, that's that's crazy. That it's thing's good huge. because it's just we invite all of our favorite people and they come on and they do whatever they want and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it's just a fun it's a fun way to do a show. Mm-hmm. But um, we have plans for another album. Okay. We have very specific plans. We have a very specific theme and a very specific sort of like direction we want to go. Mm-hmm. But we've written zero songs. Okay. So look for that somewhere around 2020, probably. Uh, okay, you'll get it. You'll get it. Look, you'll get it. Don't. 
Go be nice to yourself. Maybe 2018. Be nice to yourself, Jim. If we turn on the overthrusters. Yeah. Just like a cheetah, right? You got to be like, you got to go. I'm dying to tell you what it's going to be. Don't. I love it. Don't. Look, I I can't. As much as I I want to know, I don't want to know. I don't want, you know what, you know what it comes down to? I want to know. I don't want these listeners knowing, though. That's the thing. I want okay. to know, but that's when we'll, okay. we'll we'll figure it out. You can you and me. When I see you, yeah, we're about to New Jersey, are you exactly? Right outside uh, New York. That's all I can say. Right on the right on the edge. We 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 straddle. Are, are you near Passaic? Something something like that. Yeah. Capital Theater. I did a movie in Passaic. You did. You did. Yeah. You I did. Uh, Be kind. Rewind. Yeah. Yeah. Michel Gompli. Yes. You were you were on the streets of Jersey. The guy who screens calls for yeah. me, AP Mike, he uh he lives in Bayonne and all he talks about is that uh that uh War of the Worlds film there. And he, he once he saw Tom Cruise eating at a uh he saw him eating a, a burrito and he stared at him through a window. <laughs> Like that's what they do there, and that's because uh, the guy who did Game of Thrones, <laughs> guy who did Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin, grew up in Bayonne, and Tom Cruise filmed War of the Worlds there, and that's all they talk about there. And there's also well, a guy. That's all they need. Yeah. Well, that's look. It's enough to get by. Got the guy who wrote Game of Thrones. Yeah, but he look. He, Come on, that's special yeah, enough. He got out of there as fast as he could. Did they have a flak or a bust up yet? No, I think they ran him out of town. I think that was the kind of guy who got picked on when he was there, and now he'll never go back again. Yeah, he'll go for the unveiling of the bust of the <laughs> glorious statue yeah. of him sitting on a throne. Then they can all pick he'll on come him back for that. Right when he gets there, then they're just like, then they give him another wedgie, one final wedgie when they get him back there. Right. <laughs> Finally, get him back within the Bayonne city city uh, city borders. Well, you're back. Get ready for a wedgie, uh, George. Just like when you were nine. You'd have to be crazy to give George a wedgie now, with the followers he's got. You see these animals in Bayonne. You you clearly you clearly have not been to Bayonne. I've not been to Bayonne. No, a lot of tire fires. A lot of tire fires. Oh yeah. <laughs> you ever see that movie Judgment Night? No. Remember Judgment Night when they it was Dennis Leary was a gang leader and then they had the 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 their their RV they were in their party RV and they got stuck in in like a bad neighborhood. Are you that's sure you're not thinking of Demolition Man. <laughs> no, that's Stallone. That's Stallone and Snipes. Yeah, but Dennis Leary was also in there. He was, and he was also a gang leader. Who was the star of? Uh, I got to find out now, real fast. I'm not gonna look. I'm not. First of all, I'm not gonna take all your whole night from you here. I you're <laughs> you're a busy guy. But I uh, I got to tell you who's in uh, Judgment Night. Let's see here. You're probably right. He was probably getting typecast as the leader of a gang. Let's see. Judgment Night. Did I spell Judgment wrong? Oh, boy. I'm, I'm dumber than I thought. I think you might be thinking of Judge Dredd. Now, here we go. Emilio Estevez. 
Cuba Gooding Jr. Boom. They were driving. Four friends on their way to a boxing match get caught in heavy traffic, so they take a shortcut in order to get there faster. Unfortunately, it leads to them witnessing a murder, which leaves them running for their lives. So they they see a murder from their from their little RV, and then Dennis Leary's chasing after them. And he's smoking chain smoking the whole time. Yeah, he's yelling about Cindy Crawford and chain smoking the whole time. He goes a little <laughs> bit out of character. <laughs> um, now, I wonder if he uh, if he throws some puns in there, throws some one liners in to break the tension. Yeah. He just stays the heavy bad guy the whole time and never breaks. Look at this cast. Estevez, Gooding, Leary, Stephen Dorff, Piven. Damn. Man, that's a, that's when movies were movies. That's, that's when, a can't-lose scenario. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of can't-lose scenarios. Get the farm on that opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You look. You I, know, I know you, know, you got a book. Uh, Estevez had some tasty ones, though. He, I, I loved uh, Repo Man. Repo Man. I just watched Repo Man two weeks on. ago. I just watched that two weeks ago. Yeah. Harry Dean Dude. Stanton, all sweaty. Oh, that guy sweats it in every movie, up. right? It holds up. Every movie that hey, guy's sweating. There's not many really good uh, movies that really have the punk rock vibe, aesthetic, and soundtrack. No, Repo man is one. That is one. That's got it's legit. Repo man is one. Got the circle jerks in that yeah. thing, and you got yeah. Harry Dean Stanton. Looks like he was just judging a, a, a chili contest. He's sweating so much. <laughs> was he fresh off of Paris, Texas? I think that was right in like Harry well, Dean's like. Yeah, he's on a tear. Right around that time, you ever do a movie with Harry Dean Stanton? No, no. I'd love to get him in. Uh, See if you get him in uh, goosebumps. Maybe shoot something real quick. Tacking on like the those. You know, we still got a couple months. Yeah, do it like those, uh, like the Marvel movies scary right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, hey, I think I have the scariest character for all of Goosebumps, Harry Dean Stanton as himself. He's gonna just play himself in this thing, and suddenly Goosebumps has an R rating. <laughs> you're you're in front of the you're in front of the uh the review board trying to get it down from an NC17 to an R. You thought you did a kids movie. <laughs> oh. Well, look. I I know you're busy, Jack. I appreciate you taking the time out to be on the show and my pleasure. And uh, anytime you want to call and, and uh, goof off, you, you the door is oh it's an e- eternal green light for you. And one, oh, one really? final thing I wanted to ask you before I yeah we did a me. we did a thing last week on the show where we had a lawyer on the show who was we were yeah. presenting things from movies where we're saying like hey what would the real life crime that this person committed in this be like what would like Ferris Bueller like what did he do well he stole a car. And he did this, he did that, and then the lawyer was like, yeah, he'd be looking at, you know, uh, 12 years in jail, you know, so, for all these things. (laughs) One movie that got brought up was School of Rock got brought up. Yeah. In terms of, now, get a load of this. If your character was a Dewey, Dewey was the character from that? Yeah, Dewey Finn. He would have been charged with false pretense... 
and first-degree kidnapping. Oh, yeah. And the lawyer said, what do you think the sentence would be for your character for that movie? Death penalty. Well, very close. The lawyer said, literally, life in jail. You would be... (laughs) Your character would have been in jail for life for kidnapping a classroom full of children and taking them off campus. Different angle on the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They they really let me off with a slap on the wrist. Because the kid sounded. I don't know how I how I how I got out of that well, that tight situation. Because the kid sounded good. I had to rock good. my way out of a tight situation. If the kids were terrible, you would have been in jail for life. If like you were not good at rock, yeah. then they would have been. Then it would have. They would have thrown the book at you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh my God. So that's a good. That's a good factoid. Yeah, it was crazy. This lawyer was unbelievably funny talking about these things that. Uh, you know, weekend at Bernie's, dragging that corpse around. They're dragging that corpse around all weekend. Yeah. The lawyer said, yeah, that would not be, unless they exhumed the corpse, there's not much I could go on here with that. These guys would probably just get <laughs> six months in jail at best. <laughs> and they were dragging no a body problem. through parties and putting hats on his head and everything. Six months in jail. But your character, life in prison. Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense. It does make sense, yeah. So that felt like we were really breaking some major major rules. You were posing as a teacher, falsifying documents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, look, the Brink is really funny. I think the Brink is great, and uh, it's coming back again. So I guess that's next year, right? Yeah, we've got another season. Yeah. yeah, so we, pe- we, we get another crack at it next yeah. year. And people can watch that on HBO. And then the, later in the year, Halloween, they see Goosebumps. And then the, when That's 2015 it. becomes 2016, they go see uh, Kung Fu Panda 3. Dude, yes. If you got little ones, mm-hmm. line them up. That's line right. Line them up for the JB Fest. Right now. Get outside that theater now. <laughs> So, yeah. and then if you're in uh, California, L.A. Festival Supremes in October. Even if you're not, you might consider visiting come in. Los Angeles October 16th. It's yeah. going to be that good. It is. Who's that? Just it's throw some names special. at people. Throw some names at people. To, to... We've got Mystery Science Theater reunion. We've got Kids in the Hall reunion. we got we got Amy Poehler going to throw down. Okay. we got... Uh, Kristen Shaw is mm-hmm. going to be incredibly funny. Yeah. we got Guy Antwerd, this unbelievable uh, rap act out of South Africa. Yeah. They're the we ones got, who, they're, they're the uh, ones who turned, they turned Chappie into a, uh, uh, they're the ones who messed with Chappie. Right? Exactly. The Darkness going to throw down some English rock. That's wow. also funny. we got uh, an old punk rock outfit you might be familiar with. By the name of Rocket from the Crypt. Oh my God, that's awesome! Uh, they 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 rock extremely hard. Awesome. Dan Deacon gonna yeah. tell the audience what to do. He's good. Um, we got Tenacious D. They're gonna do a full live jazz set. A full jazz um, set. You ever hear this guy uh, Puddles the Clown? Puddles I've heard the party. I've heard the name. He's uh, like eight foot tall. Okay. White face, a traditional clown. 
comes out mumbly, very depressed, mm-hmm. and then he sings the most heartbreaking opera you've ever heard, and it shakes you uh, to your soul. I have seen that. Yeah, that that's puddles. Okay, all right. So this is uh, there's too many people I yeah. can't remember. Look, there's look. like forty forty amazing, but it's a whole day of like yeah. best of us. Well, that's fantastic. People can people should go to that if they're out there or not not out there in October. Yeah. Wow. And if I'm out there, I'm expecting a little quality time with TJ in the TJ club. Don't worry, we're coming. We'll we'll get it going. You and me, maybe uh, some barbecue. It's, what what is New Jersey known for? What's the cuisine that that people always say? Ah, oh, you got to try the New Jersey Arby's. Short ribs. Arby's. What is it? Arby's. Arby's? Yeah. Our Arby's is our, are a little better than the rest of the country. It's a date. Well, I'll meet you there. Um, a big beef and cheese. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm salivating already. Right. Well, I think that you, the, the, right now, paparazzi in LA listening to this, they're putting two and two yeah. together. They might want to get outside that Arby's on sunset with the giant hat. <laughs> Get a nice a couple a couple snaps of Jack Black at the oh drive-thru. Not since, yeah. Yeah. Brangelina at Mickey D's has there been such a scoop. <laughs> oh, oh, well, Jack, I, I can't thank you enough for calling and, and talking. It's so much fun. The pleasure is mine, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we will I'm talk- going to take you up on I'm just going to start calling willy-nilly. You, please. You, around. you do whatever you want. But are you always recording? Is that how it works? No, we do. All, you're always broadcasting? We do the show every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night. Any Tuesday night you find you're sitting around, you just call. We'll pick up. Okay. That's weird because zero people have called during this session. Oh, I got to I'm, I'm not... I would... I would be welcome to call and interrupt your next session. You next do. Tuesday night, whoever that might be. Whatever it is, you do. You have a lifetime pass. Can we say who it's going to be next Tuesday? Who's going to, well, who's going to, I, I'm figuring it out. I can't say who's going to be here next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. We, we can't talk about I don't want that. To tip, I don't want to tip it yet. No, that's like, yeah. It's just like it would be like that's you like giving me. out the Tenacious yeah. D concept. You can't do it yet. Exactly. Spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to do that. That could actually get a lot more listeners listening. Yeah. Why would Why would I want that? It's going to be on next Tuesday. Yeah. Why would I want that? (laughs) Let's keep it down low. Well, you know, you know, it comes down to it comes comes down to I want to make sure that they're actually going to show up is what it comes down to. I I don't want to start throwing names around. It's like, yeah, I can't do that. And then everybody tunes in listening, and then it's a giant goose egg. Wondering where, uh... Dude. Yeah. I know how you feel. Yeah, well... Did it go back... Did you ever throw a party when you were a kid and nobody came? No. No, I never even had that the wherewithal to throw a party. When I was, like, nine, I threw a Halloween party. Nobody came. Oh! I was just sitting there all sad in my Gene Simmons costume and <laughs> the bobbin for apples just sitting there alone. And then oh. my, my friend uh, from across the street came, but he doesn't yeah. count. No. He's he's Rodrigo from across the street. He's got to come. Well, look. He had at, to come. At least you got more he shots. Ace with... Freely, and his costume was way better than mine. Yeah. At least that. Dad, Ace Freely, and Gene Simmons. Yes, yeah, sitting around looking for Paul Stanley and Peter Chris to show up. Staring at soggy apples and just, ugh. You know. 
Lisa, those are the times that shape us, my yeah, friend. Yeah, exactly. You looked in, you did that happened to you, and you said, "Never again," right? Never again. <laughs> A life of comedy. I laugh yeah, at my yeah. fortune. They'll love me. They're gonna love me. They'll be begging to get into my Halloween party. <laughs> but still, when Halloween rolls around, there's this pang of anxiety yeah. that hits me in the middle of the night. Well, no one's coming. Yeah. Well, you know what? One way to get no past that. Coming. One way to get past that. If anybody has a similar story, they should probably go see Goosebumps. Right. That's a way to well to get past. Thank that. you for bringing it around. <laughs> to get past that. It's the that. only way to heal the Halloween yeah. blues. And if the holidays are a little rough on you, you got uh sure you go see <laughs> go see the Star Wars movie, but then you just also make sure you're going to see Kung Fu Panda three. That's yeah. Because uh, yeah. when January rolls around and you got that holiday hangover, mm-hmm. there's no antidote like Kung Fu. Yeah. KP3. I'm making myself sick. KFP3. Yeah, me too. I'm going to – I, I got to stop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, you All have, right, fun, have fun so, camping. I'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you soon. You take care. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. See that, Mike? That was fun, right? He was goofing around. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.